More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. V-Show going down the stretch here on a Friday, ESPN 680, 105.7. Very happy to have my man Zachy C. Tag in, joining me and the fabulous one Phil Baker um, here on uh, the V-Show on ESPN 680, 105.7. I got to ask you, Zach. Yeah. You're from Ohio State. From Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, yes. okay. I was thinking. Rockin'. I do like the idea if he was born like in, in, in the quad in, in Columbus. <laughs> just, just popped out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to think of, I'm think, trying to think of a random, like, Jim Trestle, like, delivered you or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, he was still at Youngstown State at the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he was not, uh, he was not there. And thank God it wasn't John Cooper because then I would have lost to Michigan every time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. There we go. A little bit of shade. Uh, but no, uh, Zach, you see, have you been to a college hockey game, club, or NCAA? Oh, yeah. I went to Bowling Green, and Bowling Green, we're obsessed with college hockey. It's okay, one of the best hockey programs in the state. They won a national title years ago. And I'll tell you, the hockey experience is better than the basketball experience. It's better than probably the football experience because it's more of an enclosed stadium and more people really get into it. Hockey is the best sport in person as opposed to on television like football is a television sport hockey is an in-person sport i 100 percent agree with you my friend um and with that said we are happy to be joined by the head coach of uofl's ice hockey club coach brian graham and uh coach i first and foremost i got to ask you it is not year one of you uh coaching um uofl how many years have you been there I think it's 13. I can't I believe it's been that long, man. Wow. Yeah. I appreciate you throwing me into the mix, man. <laughs> well, no, Coach uh, joined the team uh, Joined the team when I was still on the team. We made the decision to hire Coach and uh, a couple other guys um, back when I was still on the team. And uh, he's taken them to um, conference titles. He got them in a conference. They made it to the national tournament. And we ha- have him on uh, right now to promote tonight's UofL UK ice hockey game, 8 p.m. puckle drop at Iceland Sports Complex with coverage beginning at 7.30 over on 93.9 The Bill. Myself and Patrick Sullivan on the call of that one. And, Coach, first and foremost, I feel like right around this time every year, uh, we get some new fans to the sport. Um, so, I love this. Uh, and so please explain the level of hockey you guys play, the TSCHL, the conference you're in, and get people kind of up to snuff to what exactly they're wa- they, they would be watching tonight if they were to come to the game. So college hockey, as you know, Nick, is it's there's not a, as many Division One teams in the entire country. So um, Title Nine kind of capped hockey back in the '80s, where it was with about 40 to 50 teams. It's grown in, up to the mid '60s. Um, over since the '80s, we've had some teams come and go. Um, we are not a varsity program. We are considered non-varsity in the school's eyes. We get very little funding from the university everything we do we are self i guess self-funded you could say um we 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 raise our own money we we players pay coaches coach for free it's just a passion that every one of us has because hockey is a fantastic sport like you guys are just saying live and in person it's the best sport to be part of playing coaching watching it's all very very exciting so the acha is a non-varsity entity that is college hockey. It's still college hockey. It's just it's not funded. Majority of the schools do not fund their teams. There's a few out there that still do that, so they can they can fund their own programs. But they, majority of the schools do not fund their programs. So 
we still recruit heavy um, all over the place, recruiting nationally, continuously. Um, we're up in Canada. We've got kids that talk to us from over in Europe. We've had an Austral- Australian on our, our team. We've got kids that have come from all over the world. So um, the recruiting is just as in- intense as it is for every other college sport. It's just we're not given full-ride scholarships. We get academic scholarships that the school helps us with, but they have to have the grades for that or live in the right parts of the, the country for that. So um, the hockey, there's ACHA's got Division One, Two, II, and Three. We're currently sitting at an ACHA Division II, Um for this year, next year, who knows where the future might bring. But right now we're a Division Two ACHA team. The Tri-State Collegiate League is the TSEHL. The league that we're part of, we are – a three-time winner of the the league. Um, we're currently sitting in the middle of the pack for this year. We've beaten the number one team. Uh, we've lost to the number two. We've beaten the number three. So it's just it's anybody's it's anybody's tournament come tournament time. It's it's fantastic hockey, as you know, Nick. So uh, I could probably go on on and on all day on it, but it's it is what it is. It's great hockey. It's highly competitive, and when it's UK and U of L playing each other. In any sport in the state, it's nuts, but throw hockey into the mix where you can hit each other, it's even better. Well, what I really like about in this day and age of, of you know, football kind of driving the bus when it comes to conference realignment, and you have, you know, West Coast teams in the Big Ten, and a lot of these schools, like the field hockey team for Rutgers is going to have to travel to the West Coast now, um, where a lot of things don't really make sense. The fact that it is a club sport and the teams kind of get to decide. Uh, we have a very good uh, sports-specific conference in the TSEHL. Because mm-hmm. because of it, you have U of L, IU, and UK all in the same conference playing each other the way it should be. And it's I a agree. lot of fun. So tonight is actually also a conference game, is it not? It, it sure is. And it's going to be it's, – it's a conference game. It's a, a game for – the battle for the barrel. I mean, you can throw. It's about for the state. I mean, you name it. It's we're fighting for it for tonight. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And with that said, what type of game uh, can we expect? This isn't the first time you guys have met this season. But what type of style does UK play? What type of style do, do you guys play? For anyone wanting to come out to the game tonight at 8 p.m. at Iceland Sports Complex, what what type of hockey are we going to see? Are we going to see it, a lot of hitting? Are we going to see a lot of speed? A little bit of both? What are we What are we expecting to see? I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I mean, the first game we played, it was a lot of speed on slow ice, too, which is crazy. This, the, the rink is very cold right now. The ice is fast. I think we're going to see a lot of speed. And when you, when you need to slow a team down, you hit people more. So there's going to be both. It's going to be a high-impact game with a lot of speed, a lot of good things happening. I don't see it being as low scoring as the first game. It was a 2-1 game for us. The first game going to be a different game this week. This weekend we got we play them tonight and tomorrow, um, here today, there tomorrow. I can see it being high energy for sure tonight, and again tomorrow. Just depending on, I mean, it, it's never not high high energy. So, what's high, now a couple players to watch on both teams because I mean we have some of the leading scorers in the nation uh, on both squads. We do. So our team, I mean, you you can always look at um, Dalton Carl. Phenomenal hockey player, big body, huge speed. When he hits, you feel you feel on the bench as a coach. You feel him hitting people. Um, Cam Costa, great with the puck on his stick, finds the net, finds his teammates. It's it's he's a hell of a player. 
Um, defensively, we've got two guys that, in my mind, actually three guys that I think are really, really, really impact players for us. We got uh, Carl Drew, who's got a cannon for a shot. He's six foot six, and he just unleashes his shot. And we got the the other extreme. We got a five foot five guy that plays like he's six, six foot six. So um, those two guys right there are. Definitely two guys to work for, and then we have a sophomore, uh, Brendan Holinsky, who is a tremendous hockey player himself, too. He plays both ends of the ice very well, um, and he's just getting more and more mature every single single day. So it's fun to watch those guys. For UK, we know they've got talent across the board. I mean, they've got their top two lines are probably some of the top two lines in the state, which not in the state, in the country, that we have to go shut down. We were able to have, do a good job with the last uh, semester, and we know they're going to be coming at us hard. They were just down at Florida Golf Coast, played them to t- some tight games, but it's it's in, the games are in Kentucky. It's a different when it's Kentucky versus uh, Louisville. It's it's a battle. It's just a fun, fun battle to be part of. Now, I mean, UK has usually the late night games. They have got a great barn close to campus. Um, great, great environment. Whether you're you know a UK player, an opposing player, we had a lot of fun. I got hit with ping pong balls one time when I was down there. You know, good times. Um, but we kind of need a little bit of that home ice advantage for the cards tonight. So can you you know kind of get tell everybody uh, when to get to the game? And also, we got a cool giveaway going on with Verizon. I think we're going to be giving away a TV tonight. Is that correct? Uh, computer. I believe it's uh, two computers, one each period. Um, from what I understand, it's going to be a two laptops. Bus. Yes. Yeah, two laptops. Um, so it's it's they're going to be giving those away. I think you got to enter uh, something to get into. I don't know how all that stuff works. Um, I'm I'm there to coach, but I know that that's happening, and it's going to be very cool. Um, I, I think they're going to be chucking puck to a Verizon sign somewhere on the ice, and um, winner who are closest to the Verizon sign gets to take a computer home, which is really really cool. So um, got some great sponsors this year, and. Great people helping us grow the game and grow the sport in the state of Kentucky. It should be a lot of fun, Coach. We wish you best of luck tonight. Remember, tune in 7.30 over on 93.9 The Ville. Puck will drop at 8 p.m. at Iceland Sports Complex. You can tune in. You can watch it on CardsIceHockey.com. There's a watch party going on at the Blind Squirrel. Or, ideally, we'd love to see you guys there uh, in person at Iceland Sports Complex. So, best of luck, Coach. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you guys. That was awesome. Coach Brian Graham joining us with a little bit of a uh, ice hockey preview uh, as the phone was ringing there because you can't make that up. Of course it would be. Uh, but, no, it should be a lot of fun. Tune in. 7.30 tonight, uh, 93.9 The Bill, myself and uh, Patrick Sullivan will have the call of U of L and UK ice hockey. So have you ever been to a club ice hockey game? Uh, yes. I, I. It's been years. Though. Oh, it's been years. I mean, obviously I'm a product of the Louisville Did you go River when Frogs. I played? Maybe what years? I was there for. I didn't know you then. Well, you were Van Wilder. That's been established. Yeah. But <laughs> Val Wilder, as they called me. Yes, I was there. For... Uh, I don't think so. It was probably early two thousand. Yeah, because I had the itch after the River Frogs and Panthers were here. I was like, oh, this is fun. But you know, I've been out the uh, Iceland uh, multiple times uh, for that. But I'm trying to remember what got. Had to be early two thousands, probably. Yeah. Okay. It was right before I joined the team. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I I don't know. You were. I hope you're using that interview for your pregame. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I didn't want to interject there, but I feel like it would have been great. It's like, so Stevie Eiserman. Yeah. <laughs> Just 
Martin Brodeur. Thoughts? And that, and that it, Zach and I just start naming random, random uh, NHL players, players that we yeah. know from our childhood, and it's like is not that even not even real ones. Some, you know, yeah. Gunner Stahl for Gunner Team Stahl. Iceland yeah. against yeah yeah some guys thrilled brothers. that uh, you know we we have hockey play by play on the ESPN Louisville airwaves, and I, I love the ESPN jingle that you put under the bed that you did for the promo that's coming oh, up. Absolutely, it all, it's the good stuff there. But I, I felt like I, I didn't want to hijack it with that, but it's like I know Nick's going to probably reuse this. No. Uh, which is wise by you. The force is strong in you, but I felt like it could have been great for Zachy C and I just to go back and forth with random NHL players. We just start naming everybody from the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, huh? Goldberg, huh? (laughs) So Josh Banks, that cake eater. How you know? What about his hands? Charlie Conway, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We just it's like what are they talking about? How many fictional hockey players? Can you name and how many real hockey players can you name? Oh boy, Steve Yzerman is at the top okay, of the list. Okay, Salami. Uh, okay, oh wait, man, wait, wait. that's a good one. Wait, I want you guys to uh, very quickly just go back and forth and oh, see man. how many ho- real hockey players you can name. So I remember like NHL, and I promise I'm not looking up. James Black uh, was sending me a question uh, about something, which I think I sent to you too, Nick. So apologies uh, about that. Let's see, Ovechkin, obviously. Crosby said the kid. That's a good one nice. by you. That's a good one by you. I said Yzerman already. Oh boy! So this is where it gets ugly. Oh, um, who was the the Blackhawk? Uh, uh, Kane, Patrick Kane. Yes. Hey, okay, that's okay. a good one by me. Nice. Look at that, Rick Nash. Oh boy, this oh, is wow. where this is we're we're too deep, and Phil's already in trouble. <laughs> Phil's already in trouble. Oh, who's the face of the 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 new uh, for the Edmonton Oilers that I've seen all over? Connor McDavid. Yeah, that. Well, see, I guess I didn't get that right. See, I'm going through in my mind the face of the sport. I'm but not I, trying to no. Oh, you, I, I, I promise. Get, this I is promise. great radio of me trying to do it. It would be the same way with me with like '90s NBA players. You all would stand no oh, shot. Oh God, with no. Me. I, I'd be, I'd get um, Con- I'd get oh, Connor McDavid's the Oiler. Connor Bedard is the Blackhawk. So I, I think don't see that, color. <laughs> I think Zach's going to win this game. Yes, of course he's going to win. Now, it. okay. So, but pop culture wise, who can name more fake hockey players? Gordon Bombay. He's he's a coach. Yeah, he's he the is. coach. Gotcha there. I was going to do the Perry White antagonist from Lois and Clark at Superman, who was on <laughs> the bad guy for. What a uh, pull. Look, I'm telling what you, there's guy. random stuff. There's random stuff in my mind that you can just. <laughs> This is bad. by the way. What did you all get Strebel with uh, yesterday? On uh, Andy asked them about uh, what what was uh, Siakam's first name? Pascal. Well, I know, but yeah. Andy asked Strebel and he yeah, struggled Strebel for a second. Know. It was good. Uh, oh God, I, I didn't even Wait, think about that. He didn't know Pascal. Well, he knew Siakam's, Siakam's name and he paused because he was asking about the big trade and Andy asked him. It was it was good by him. Yeah. Uh, ask of that. Oh God, I'm watching TNT. Uh, Patrick Subban. PK, PK Subban. Subban. Damn it, because I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play anymore, but that was good. That was yeah. I was gonna do Gretzky, which that was a great pull by me. Now who's Gretzky's Patrick? Not- did I combine Patrick Kane? Yeah, you okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's he's what I did PK there. Subban, PK. Yeah, yeah. penalty yeah. kick Subban. That's right. He's got a brother named Malcolm. Anyway, he's a goalie. Yeah, this uh, is good. Nick Foligno. How about that? That's a good pull by you. I did. I did. I was aware of that name. Blue right. Jackets, baby. I, I had- have. You're just r- rattling off blue jackets. Yeah, so there you, go. you and your good. blue jacket beanie. I like it. I know, how about right? that? Johnny Hockey, baby. That's right. I do not like fighting in NHL games, a texter says on the Oh, that's the, the best line. part of NHL games. What are you talking about? Yeah, that is one thing I am kind of bummed. Like, And I'm saying bummed like I would have gotten my absolute doors knocked off of me. Yeah, but, but it's not you. You're not fighting, so who no, cares? No, but there, there's, no, there's no real fighting if in 
club hockey. So yeah, you know, they, they frown on that. We get in trouble with the university every time. We I would bring back the Broad Street Bullies. I like the old ways of fighting. Oh, the Philly, the, Philly the, hockey, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, but what they did in like the seventies and the eighties, they just like tripled go- everybody else in penalty just minutes. Just gooned it up. Yeah, uh, hockey, hockey's fun, the, 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 but it's I'd always love any hockey player knows this the second you tell them that you play hockey now i'm not saying you guys would do this yeah but a lot of people immediately hop in and be like oh god if i played hockey i'd fight all the time first off no you wouldn't getting punched in the face hurts a lot yeah number two like your teeth it's very hard to fight on ice like you're like kind of off balance yeah because you have to keep your balance with the skates and everything and then people always say i would take my skate off and try to stab somebody i'm like okay i've seen happy gilmore too yeah and it's very hard to get your skates off and that's attempted murder just because it's happening as we've seen in the recent months yes Yes. like you will get in trouble for that you crazy son of a bee so anyway, hockey's a lot of fun tonight. 8 p.m. Iceland Sports Complex. 7:30 coverage begins over on 93.9 The Ville. Now that's so. crazy. So like I, I was, it must have heard us talking. So it just like had suggested for me, not just NHL video games, but this is where Big Brother and Jeff Bezos takes over because it was like NBA Live video games, and then it had like little ads up for me for NHL games too. Oh yeah. That's scary. Dude, it, it is. It is very terrifying. By the way, won my Santa Claus bet last night. Nice. Oh, hey. I heard you and uh, Pop's talking about it. Didn't win my same game parlay, but I did win twenty dollars on the Preds beating the Kings. On hey, the twenty road. bucks is twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Absolutely. So <laughs> came out ten dollars ahead. So gotta love that. There you go. To me, there's no place for talking about boogers that Strebel did yesterday. Uh, I don't know what, if that's no. a typo. Did you all talk boogers did, after did, I left? No. Boogie? Was he talking about Boogie Cousins? Yeah, or? he did talk about Boogie Cousins. We weren't talking about boogers. In, in what regards? Yeah. We were just talking about like old school Kentucky teams and stuff like that. We just brought up Boogie Cousins. Oh, okay, that's probably just a typo by them. I, was yeah. like, I, didn't, I wasn't 100% sure there. Uh, it's the V Show. Nick Valvano, Zach EC, Phil Baker filling in for... Uh, Bobby V. He's going to be on the Texas and Baylor game. So yes. Scott Drew, boots on the ground. So I'm sure he'll come back with some stories for that for all those that are <laughs> making the push for Scott Drew to come for here. The Drew well. Canoe, yeah. I, there was a one guy a couple weeks ago texted, like, oh, that's one of my big pet peeves is when you say boots on the ground. So oh, yeah, that yeah, just yeah, makes for sure. you got to say it more. Oh, obviously. yeah, no, I said. Why does boots on the ground take him off? There's so many stupid He said things. I sounded very douchey for that. And then I threw to a Kent Spencer clip because he, in fact, had. Boots, boots on, the, on ground. the ground so he was there so the guy there's a guy that does not like that so yeah it, it, look it, everybody has a crutch everybody does yeah, that right uh zacky c if i had to say zacky c's crutch and look and we're, we're picking oh, yeah, yeah 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 no, um, i've got some too, both things worry. can be true is a good one for him which is fine i'm not yeah. knocking it uh nick I, I do piggybacking a lot as well i know that i know yeah. that i do that piggybacking, piggybacking i'm piggybacking off that question I say you know way too oh, much oh well, you dude, know you ever we all say you know too much you want some humble pie yeah. Yeah. Listen to that. So there it is. We'll uh, break up with that. So coming up at 2.30, we have, uh, we have Mark Schofield oh, SB of, Nation. US, of USA Today and SB Nation will join, talk a little NFL playoffs. I feel like that's right in uh, our boy Zachy C's. Uh, oh, Wheelhouse. Yeah. The, this, sure. is, this, is a, this is a good weekend for Zachy C's. The fellas are coming down, and you were telling me during the break, and I feel bad because when Zachy C, this is his greatest attribute, but I, I worry about him sometimes as well because – he runs to the microphone because he wants airtime, which I appreciate absolutely oh so much. Oh yeah, but Me I too. also Thanks fear with on. he has a a cot here that he's going to get burnt out, and he is not getting burnt out because the fellows are coming out uh, down today. That's one of the ways to prevent it. Exactly. So the fellows are going, but there's no game plan tonight, and, and that's the best thing. That's uh, we were talking to Strebel about this. This is one of the things that the two different sexes 
males and, and females differ. We don't need to game plan. So we can just, on a whim, like, fellas, yeah. come we just on go down. Somewhere. We'll, we'll figure it out. So yeah, are, there exactly. only, are there only two sexes? <laughs> Ten, 10 to noon. 10 to noon. Steve Rummage. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. V-Show going down the stretch here on ESPN 680, 105.7, leading up to the round table with Round Daddy coming to you at 3 p.m. Mixtape coverage begins at 5.30 today on ESPN 680, 105.7. We're also your home for the NFL divisional matchup tomorrow. Ravens and Texans, 4 p.m. on 93.9 The Ville. And 49ers and Packers, 8 p.m. on 93.9 The Ville as well. That'll kick off the weekend slate of NFL playoff matchups. And to talk a little bit more about them, our man Mark Schofield joins us now at Mark Schofield on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Works with SB Nation, talking NFL and F1. But we are going to talk a lot of NFL with him. He joins us right now. Mark, how are you this fine weekend? I am doing well, friends. Fantastic to be here. Happy divisional round weekend to you and yours. Probably the best weekend of football we get all year long. It's always a good one. Oh, it is. It's absolutely going to be a blast. And let's just jump right into it. Uh, who do you think is the best quarterback playing right now in the playoffs? Is it Jordan Love? Is it C.J. Stroud? Who's impressing you most under center? Well, from the players that we got a chance to see last week, I think Jordan Love had the best week out of the quarterbacks who played a week ago. And I know sort of down this stretch, there have been comparisons made to both Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Chris Collinsworth has talked about that on their broadcasts. Tony Romo has talked about that. And they do it from sort of a throw-in-motion mechanical standpoint. You're seeing a lot of back foot throws and things like that and those are all extremely accurate but you saw another element to love last week against the Cowboys that reminded me a lot of Aaron Rodgers and that was how he used the, his cadence his hard count if you think back to that touchdown to Wicks in the first half you know he used that hard count he got the Cowboys second level defenders to sort of declare that they were going to come, that they were going to bring pressure, that there was going to be a blitz. He used the hard count to get that information. He then checks the play at the line of scrimmage, gets it to the route concept he wants, and throws a touchdown. And that moment, guys, also reminded me of Aaron Rodgers, because if you think back to Rodgers' days in Green Bay and the couple of snaps we got to see from him this year, he was so good at doing that as well, using that hard count. Sometimes it would be to get a free play, get an offsides, but it was a lot of times used to get information from the defense, to get them to declare what they were going to do, and then respond in kind, whether it was a check, an audible, or protection call, or just knowing, okay, they're going to bring pressure, I'll throw off my back foot, I'll make a deep throw, or whatever he was going to do. And so that really impressed me from love. And there were questions about him, say, in mid-November, about whether he was truly the answer, whether he was the long-term solution for the Packers at the quarterback position. Since then, 21 touchdowns, one interception, They've gone on this roll. It's been impressive to watch, and he really impressed me last week. 
Mark Schofield, SB Nation. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter, X, whatever you're called, at Mark Schofield. Uh, your most recent piece is about Bar- Mike McCarthy. It's one of my favorite memes out there, the Nickelodeon angry face where he's angry and there's all these illustrations up there. But what did you just make? You couldn't turn on ESPN or any NFL uh, network, whatever it may be, unless they were talking about the Cowboys. Are, are they making a mistake bringing him back? We have a midday host that's uh, very upset about it. Yeah, and we put this through what we call our football court, where we have two people sort of debated, and we have one of our other writers sort of make a decision there. And the consensus seems to be that they're making a mistake, that they've plateaued. You know, you have three straight 12-win seasons, and yet you're getting bounced out of the playoffs in an embarrassing fashion in each of those years. It's only the second time in franchise history that they've had twelve, three straight 12-win seasons. And the last time they had it, it was the Switzer-Johnson era, and they won two Super Bowls. This time they had a lot of a Super Bowl to show for it. And so there's a lot of frustration among Cowboys fans, and I understand that. One of the reasons, though, that I think this is perhaps, I don't know if I want to say the right move, but an interesting move, is that we all expected this to happen, right? I remember going back to, say, October, people would ask me, you know, with what was happening in New England, and it seemed to be that that season was going south, and maybe Bill Belichick's time in Foxborough was going to come to an end. People would ask, where do you think he ends up next year? And I always threw out that scenario that Dallas was going to have another bad playoff loss. Jerry Jones is going to get impatient. He's going to lose his cool, and he's going to see Bill Belichick out there available and make the panic move and, and do whatever he can to get Bill Belichick down to Dallas. And it was set up for that scenario. But Jerry Jones went in a different direction. He's trying to practice the patience here. He's going to sort of bring Mike McCarthy back. If Dan Quinn doesn't get a job, there's reports out there that they're going to bring Dan Quinn back as well. He's leading into the idea that the process is in place, that they've made improvements, that Dak Prescott made some improvements this year offensively and took better care of the football. Time will tell if it was the right decision, but it was just interesting to me that I think everybody was on board that Jerry's going to panic, he's going to fire Mike McCarthy when they have a bad playoff loss. If they have a bad playoff loss, that scenario presented itself, and he went in a different direction. Time will tell if it was right. I think the consensus right now is this was a bad move, but maybe it panned out for them in the end. So, Mark, around here, obviously, Lamar Jackson's probably the most popular player, of course, being a Louisville native, or not a native, being a Louisville alum, I should say. But he's won, only 1-3 one in, in the playoffs, and, of course, the last time they were the number 1 seed was 2019. They got housed at home by the Tennessee Titans. Do you get the sense that Lamar is a different quarterback, and do you get the sense that the Ravens are a different team now as opposed to the last time they were in this position four years ago so they don't avoid a similar fate? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think... Lamar has progressed as a quarterback. You know, he does so year after year. Each season you see the growth, the improvement, the strides he makes as a passer. This is something that's been going on, you know, since his days on campus. I mean, I have – I'm looking at it right now. One of my favorite football books it was written by Coach Petrino, Coach called Inside the Pocket, and he dives into basically his entire playbook when he was at Louisville. But it, the premise of the entire book is how Lamar came to him after his first year in college and said, I want to be a pocket passer and talks through, you know, what he did with Lamar and how he coached Lamar. It's one of my favorite football books and Lamar's growth as a pocket passer. It goes back to that time. That was the genesis of it. And under Todd Monk in this year, you again see that improvement from the pocket. They've opened up things in the passing game. And this is something, you know, they told us was coming when back in August and September, the start of the season, 
you know, they said they were giving him the keys to the offense. He was going to get more responsibility at the line of scrimmage. And the results, perhaps a second MVP season for Lamar at a much more dynamic offense that has multiple ways to stress a defense in the passing game. And so I've been very excited seeing the growth and development from Lamar this year, seeing the growth and development of this offense and the passing game. And I think they're a much different team. They're in a much different place as an organization, really on both sides of the football, headed into this playoff set of playoffs as opposed to that, you know, that game against Tennessee years ago when they were a bit more one-dimensional on offense. I think particularly with what Mike McDonald has done on the defensive side of the ball as well, they're going to pose problems for every team they face. And so I think that they're going to make a deep playoff run starting with a win against the Houston Texans. Mark Schofield of SB Nation joining us at Mark Schofield on Twitter. Uh, another matchup um, to look at, the Buccaneers and the Lions. I was chatting in the back with our resident Buccaneers fan, uh, Mark Ennis. He is a Tampa Bay native. Um, and asked him um, if there was anything that he thought would, would, would be a good question to you. And just first and foremost, what do they do with Baker Mayfield going forward? You know, I think they've put themselves in a situation where Baker is going to be their quarterback starting next year. And I think that's an incredible development given the fact that, you know, if you would have asked me that question in August, what's their long-term plan at quarterback, I would have said Baker's going to be the guy this year as long as it lasts, and then they'll probably be drafting a quarterback at the top of the first round. They're not going to have a great season. Here we are, divisional round week, and they're going into Detroit, and I really like their chances in this game. And so I think they've put themselves in a position where, they're probably going to roll into next season with Baker as their starting quarterback. Now, maybe they add, you know, a quarterback, say, day two, day three. You know, maybe they add somebody at the position via a trade or a draft, somebody that, you know, becomes available on the market. But I think they've put themselves in a position with what they've done this year, how he's played it. He's won that job going forward. And if you, you know, look at that game against the Eagles, they perhaps even left some big plays on the field where he made good reads, good throws, put the ball where it needed to be, and passes were dropped or, you know, the play was broken up, but it was still a good read, good throw from Baker. I've been very impressed with how he's played this year. I do, I'm picking them in this game against Detroit. I think Mm. it's set up for them to go into Detroit to win that game, I think with what they do on the defensive side of the ball, with the pressure packages they bring, they're going to force some turnovers from Jared Goff. He's thrown nine interceptions this year, one pressured, second most in the NFL. The zero blitz packages caused problems for Philadelphia. I think they'll cause some problems for the Lions. And I like Tampa Bay in this one. Well, you just stole my thunder on my follow-up question. Uh, the midday show uh, son actually plays for the Detroit Lions, Jalen Reeves Maven, so a uh, big fan of his, but I was going to ask your prediction on that, and uh, you just stole it right there. So we'll go back to another piece uh, that you all did with some of your colleagues over at SB Nation. You ranked the top NFL head coaching candidates that are still out there in some of the jobs. Uh, who do you think will be the best fit for some of these open jobs out there? Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting to see how this is unfolding because, you know, I, I really thought things were probably going to shake out a little bit differently, you know, with some of the higher ends, and I think we're going to see some movement as we get sort of into next week. And, you know, obviously we're going to have some candidates that their seasons could come to an end. Like, for example, we just talked about that Lions-Buccaneers game. If the Lions do indeed lose, that might free up Ben Johnson um, to become sort of a new head coach somewhere. And... You know, with respect to what he's done with Jared Goff and that offense, I, I think a place that does make a lot of sense for him is Washington. 
you know, they've obviously made their general manager hire, but it seems like they have somebody in mind um, for the head coaching role, and you're probably going to develop at a quarterback because the Sam Howell experiment, I'm not sure that's going to be the long-term answer there. So it seems like that might be a good fit. The Atlanta-Bill Belichick marriage is an interesting one. It seems like it is trended in that direction. You know, he's, it was flown down by on Arthur Blank's private plane last night. There was a dinner, and now they're going through meetings. It wouldn't surprise me if that gets announced or leaks at some point this weekend. I'll, a little inside baseball, I've already got the story written, ready to go, because that's how confident it seems to be that that's going to be the move that's made. I think it could work. The question becomes, you've got a CEO in place, you've got a general manager in Terry Fong, and how much control and decision-making input does Belichick want, or is he going to be okay just being a head coach? But I do think that that could work, provided they sort that stuff out. The Chargers' job is fascinating to me because you've got the quarterback in place, which is a big part of the puzzle. I think, you know, we've, we've heard Harbaugh's interviewed there, David Shaw is interviewed there, which I think is an interesting potential hire given his experience on the offensive side of the ball. And Mike Vrabel has interviewed there as well. The Shaw one is very intriguing to me because you're, you see that sometimes where you have an offensive coach or a defensive coach and then they lose the position and you go to the other side of the ball with the next move. Obviously, they had Brandon Staley there, a defensive-minded head coach. It wouldn't surprise me if they go offense. David Shaw, I think, is a name to watch there. Carolina, I don't know where they're going to end up. I don't know where they go from this. I think they're going general manager hire first. That's what I've heard. And then we'll see how things shake out down there. But that's kind of my quick and dirtiness on a couple of these jobs that are out there. So I'm surprised we've gone this far without mentioning the game of the weekend, and that is the Chiefs and the Bills. You talk about Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Some have said it's the new Brady Manning. I think Josh Allen's got to win one of these before we start talking about that. So is there a real sense of Buffalo, if not now, win? Because Patrick Mahomes is playing his first ever road game. Uh, the Bills have won their last couple of meetings in Arrowhead Stadium, but of course that was during the regular season. It really feels like this is the time for the Bills to break through. Do you get that sense of if they don't do it now, are they ever going to do it? I do get that sense. I get that sense just kind of from being out, an outside observer looking in. I get that sense from talking to my colleagues who cover the Bills on a much closer basis than I do that this is set up now for if it doesn't happen now against Kansas City in the playoffs, when could it? Because not only is this the first home game for the Bills in this sort of rivalry in the postseason, it's the first road game really for the Chiefs. You know, they've had the Super Bowls, obviously, and they had that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. But in the playoffs themselves, in the AFC playoffs, it's the first time they've been on the road. And this is also a moment where, in terms of how the two teams are playing coming in, Kansas City has some questions. Yeah, they, they beat Miami, but, you know, that was a cold night. Dolphins certainly underperformed, I think, in that game. The Bills are entering this game as, you know, perhaps the hottest team in football one of the hottest teams in football. They look to be that proverbial team nobody wanted to face, headed into the playoffs. They're playing well on both sides of the ball. They're finding new ways to win on offense. You look at how they won some games down the stretch, that game against Dallas, 266 rushing yards, the most from a Buffalo Bills offense in a single game since 2016. It's not all Josh Allen. It seems to be this perfect storm of if they can't do it this weekend, they're not going to be able to do it. Now, I think they get it done. I think they find a way to win. I think the run game and what they're doing with James Cook out of the backfield is going to open up some options because watching that game between Miami and Kansas City, 
that Chiefs defense did a very good job at limiting the damage, limiting Tyree Kill. He had the one big play that really sort of eliminated the explosive opportunities. So they might be able to do that with Stephon Diggs, but now you've got an offense in Buffalo that can find explosive plays elsewhere, including in the passing game with James Cook. And so I think Buffalo gets it done, but you're right. This is that sort of, if not now, when moment for the Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. Mark Schofield of SB Nation joining us at Mark Schofield on Twitter. Uh, one more matchup to talk about. We touched on him earlier, Jordan Love and company. I mean, they're not playing like a young, a young inexperienced team by any stretch. I mean, 49ers, they're going to be coming in fresh. But does the momentum from uh, Aaron Jones and, and Jordan Love and company, is that proof too much? Um, it, I could see a scenario where Green Bay can go in and win this game. I think it would start with getting some turnovers from Brock Purdy, sort of that, you know, what can you duplicate what Mike McDonald and company did in that game between Baltimore and San Francisco? But I think there's just sort of a key difference in what the Packers were able to do last week and what they'll be facing this week, and that is San Francisco just has so much you have to account for with their offensive weapons. I mean, last week in that game between Dallas and Green Bay, there were moments where everybody on TV watching, everybody in AT&T Stadium watching knew that Dak was going to try to force a throw to CeeDee Lamb. You don't have that going for you as a defense when you're facing San Francisco because Purdy is more than willing to spread it around with all the weapons he has at his disposal. Kittle, Juice Check, Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey. There's just so much they can throw at you offensively, so much you have to account for in the defensive side of the ball but I think it just simply proves to be too much. Now, can Green Bay win this game? Absolutely. But I'm rolling with San Francisco on this one. Mark, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the divisional matchup. Thanks so much, my friends. Had a blast. Enjoy the games this weekend. Wow, we will, man. We will. Mark Schofield of SB Nation. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. At Mark Schofield on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Track Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it was. One of my favorite guests. Uh, I ran into Well, I didn't run into him. I found him on Twitter when he was doing quarterback breakdowns for Lamar's uh, Heisman. Oh, yeah. Heisman year. Yep. And he would do great film breakdowns uh, when he was with Inside the Pylon. And he's been one of my favorite NFL guests ever. Since. Sneaky, great little nugget. He uh big fan of Bobby Petrino's book, Inside yeah, the Pocket. Yeah, yeah, right? That was I, I want to know what Lamar Jackson's mom thinks of some of the quotes that were in there. Because it's infamous. He said he went through, Lamar Jackson went to, Bobby Petrino said he wanted to be a pocket passer but there's mm-hmm. the infamous back and forth where they tried to put him at receiver and right. his mom had some strong thoughts about that as well so right. I, i'm curious i need to read bobby petrito's book on that yeah i know right it'd be interesting somebody to see wants how... to let me borrow it i really don't want to pay for it that would be uh, you wonderful. don't want to give bobby petrino any of your money well i know how this works and a lot of people are going to be upset about that when the uh Breaking Cardinal Rules came out. I uh, <laughs> shared a lot of screenshots there as James Strebel's behind us giving us oh, L's down right hey, there. Hey, he's in early. How about hey, that? Look yeah. at that. He's hey. looking good today. It's a snow day. Yeah, was it a snow day? snow day, Strebel's? Was it a snow day for you? Snow day. Strebel's is living his best life there right there. Uh, so reminder. So, Zach, I, I don't know if you're going to join this or not, but uh, it's yet to be determined depending on how sauced you and the fellas are. But a reminder, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show is going to be on ESPN Louisville Plus Twitter spaces. So uh, Gandolfo and Enter are going to be on there. You made the promo sheet. Are you expecting to join that around eight o'clock tomorrow? Probably. That a boy. Yeah, so do you feel? Do you? Because I'm like double D in this sense. I, I get nervous like when people are just staring at me that I don't know. So like, well, I mean, I guess your friends, you know, like if you're doing the show, sure. 
and I understand it's in a more laid back setting. Are, are you going to be like shining in front of your friends, giving sports takes, doing this Twitter Spaces, or are you going to shoo them off to the other room? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. How, how many guys are, are coming in? Uh, I know at least one of them's confirmed. A couple of them are. It's pretty sure they're coming. Right. Down. Okay. Do yeah. You, oh boy, this is a guys weekend where you, it's yeah, like it seems say. very flaky with the weather right now. Do you guys have have a game plan of where you're going to go? There is, is no gonna, game plan. Just just fly by the seat of your yeah. pants. Lincoln Park it. karaoke, a little yeah. Jay Z karaoke. Just guys being dudes. We don't make plans. We're going to stand around naming NHL random players and, and and NFL players and '90s baseball. I was going to say you see all the tweets about naming obscure wide receivers or tight ends. That's literally literally what we sit around and do. It broke my heart with you and. Uh, Lou the other day, the newsman Lou. Well, we were talking about Frank Wycheck, and I forgot that he would passed away. Yeah, wow. had a slip and fall, and I was like, "God, way to bring it down." You were just like subtly, just like, "Yeah, he died a couple." Yeah, I, I said R.I.P. I no, I did, but it was just like it, it, it was tasteful. But then you just went back to naming random yeah. uh, NFL players. As there's so, a fly ball to deep left. Yes, uh, precisely. Reminder: uh, as Nikki V's pointed out multiple times, we got you covered with the NFL games, full play-by-play. If you're driving around, uh, the coverage from Westwood One, we've said over and over again, you're home for Super Bowl Fifty Eight is via Westwood One and ESPN Louisville. We'll have it uh, here if you're driving around. So an early victory formation show with Jeff Lightsey coming up at nine a.m. That'll take you right up into Louisville pregame ten thirty with uh, Jody and Paul in Wake Forest over on 93.9 The Ville. And then Pops has you covered for the ESPN National Call. Who, who is he doing that? Is he doing that with Kesty or is that a Sean Kelly game? I think it's Kesty. Okay. I think it's Kesty. Kesty strikes sure. me as, is he a Texas guy? I feel uh, like he's like he the voice of the Big 12. Well, he, lives, he lives in Connecticut. But, oh, yeah, but interesting. He, yeah, but he does seem to have a lot of Big like 12. Like Big 12 action. football. Yeah. So, I mean, you, know, like you can fly anywhere. Okay, but. now I feel old because they're showing a TikTok of Tavon Austin's daughter watching Tavon Austin's college film and realizing that that's her dad. Ooh. Tavon Austin went to college about the same time I did, so... Well, there you go. Zach, yeah. you see, uh, this is why we need the YouTube stuff. And what, what are these days? We'll get the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game uh, on there as well. But Twitter Spaces X is, we'll tweet out the link for that. Uh, good stuff. Appreciate Gandolfo, Ince, and Zach, you see, being flexible on that. Uh, but yeah, 49ers and Packers, uh, that'll be at 8 o'clock over on 93.9. The Ville will have the Bellarmine EKU game at 645 right here on ESPN 680, 1057 in the ESPN Louisville app. And then we'll go all sticks, 49ers and Packers at 915 um, tomorrow night. All right, so who do we think's winning this weekend, guys? Well, he, there's the football, Freddie. Forget programming. He's like, we gotta, we gotta give give some picks there. I'm, I'm thrilled. I agree with you. We, I'm thrilled for this Josh Allen Pat Mahomes game we have coming. Up. I oh, think yeah. it's gonna be fun. But I didn't realize how banged up the secondary is for yeah. for the Bills. So yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna lean towards uh, the Chiefs in that one. Okay. Um, I. I'm gonna go. I'll go with the Ravens over the Texans. Yeah. Although the Texans seem to play I, I agree really well against good teams. I, I agree with you and Louis though. But like C.J. Stroud, man, like he's 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 a dude. He could single handedly oh, yeah. win this game for them. That's how good he is. I he's really. All, God, he, I don't it's want, like he's played for ten years. I don't want the story to again be Lamar not getting it done no. in the playoffs. So like half of it is me just like rooting for that, and also I have a Harbaugh national championship parlay going on. So I'm kind of go. hoping that the Ravens. I think the Ravens will win, but I think it'll be closer than people think. I'm with the. I'm on the Bills over the Chiefs. I think if not now, win. I think Josh Allen's going to ball out, and James Cook they can actually run the ball now. So I think the Bills win. All right. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. I, I still call me a company man for the paychecks coming from Kansas City, but I need to see um, Pat Mahomes, and it it feels different. I, I grant you, I got a bunch of family in Rochester, so they're going to disown me for this. And it's a stone's throw from Buffalo, and it's just crockpots and Buffalo Bills flags up there. Have, have any of them gone through a flaming table? No, I don't think so. Uh, they, they, so they, they're they, not they in sit, the Bills mafia. Well, no, they're 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 in the mafia. They they go to every game, but it's. That I've seen. I, they may have keeping some things yeah. in some nooks and crannies that I'm not aware of in, in, in the closet when it comes to go through tables. But, uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that. But I'm going to go Chiefs okay. uh, up there just because of Pat Mahomes, and it feels like until you take down the champs. Yeah, it feels that. like picking against Patrick Mahomes feels like it's going to be wrong. But Who yeah. we got, who we got uh, Packers and Niners? I'm going Packers, man. I think they're going to ride that wave of them. <sighs> I think, I think this well, is you know he's going. He's, he's Team Bosa. This yeah. Is, yeah. No, this is the lock of wild card weekend. I think the 49ers win, and I don't really think it's that close. I just think there's too many weapons, and I think San Francisco's defense contains Jordan Love. They've been the best team in the NFC all year. I think they beat the Packers. It, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Zachy C on this. The 49ers defense is, is a different beast with that. It's a feel-good story for just how young the Packers are right. and what Jordan Love. I mean, being the best quarterback remaining in the NFC is pretty yeah. uh, you know, telling there, but I, I'm kind of with uh, Zachy C on this. I think the 49ers figure it out, uh, and they take care of it defensively for the Packers and contain Jordan Love. I think Detroit beats the Bucks, but I think it's really close because yeah, Baker's playing phenomenal, but I'm, I worry a little about the Lions from, I don't want to say it's a letdown, but they spent so much emotion last week. Are they going to be a little emotionally hungover? My guess is they probably won't be, but their secondary is very vulnerable. Tampa took advantage of Philadelphia's weak secondary. They might be able to do that with the Lions, but I think Detroit runs the ball enough. I think the Lions win. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Lions, it's, they, they go from not winning a playoff game since, what, 57? 91. Well, no, I'm sorry, but winning, yes, I'm sorry, yes, winning multiple. Multiple, yeah, yes. not since 57. And, and that's something that I think that place is just going to be an absolute zoo, and it is a cool moment, and I think of Zachy C every time, so you're welcome uh, when they do lose yourself uh, up there, so I just think of a young <laughs> yeah, Zachy Cantrell. going to be there, I'm sure. Yes. Hey, I'm sure. Hey, Skull, hey, hey, Great hey, polo hey, right You think there. Taylor's going to make the drive up to Buffalo? Well, she'll probably, she's in New York she'll City, probably the fly, most recent so, thing yeah. the algorithm showed me. So, But a fun show, Nick. Appreciate you having us. No, I appreciate you guys joining us, man. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. Keep it locked to uh, ESPN Louisville all weekend. We'll have you for the uh, basketball and NFL divisional round tonight. UofL Ice Hockey, UK, 730 over at 93.9 The Ville. Guys, I appreciate it. Happy birthday to Little Scrappy. He's 40. Wow. Looking for big fitness and.